the county And I drive the main road Searching in the sun for another overload I hear you singing in the wire I can hear you through the wine And the Wichita lineman Is still on the line I know I need a small vacation But it don't look like rain And if it snows that stretch down south Won't ever stand the strain And I need you more than won't you And I want you for all time And the Wichita lineman Is still on the Campbell, Wichita lineman. Hello. Get my mic level right here. There we go. We're a little bit louder, and I'm not going to blow you out. Um, so, yeah, that's Wichita lineman by Glenn Campbell. Rest in peace. That one got to me, dude. Uh, this we- this year, I've kind of like had a Glenn Campbell resurgence. It didn't even start with him, but uh, I got I got into this uh, Billy Bragg, Joe Henry uh, record and they did uh, they did gentle on my mind and I was like this song is basically gonna immediately make me cry and um, and I and I you know found out it was by Clint Campbell and everything and I just kind of started to uh, listen to him a lot this year and then of course you had to croak uh, amazing dude the rhinestone cowboy uh, I think he was like 81 82 when he passed away just this past week and um, uh, you know, well known in his later years because he had Alzheimer's, um, but still went on playing, still retained a lot of his um, musical ability through all that. And uh, it's uh, you know just just been a been a doozy here in 2016 and kind of 2017, uh, losing so many people who have made uh, 
modern music what it is he's definitely one of them uh that wichita lineman song just does whatever it wants that's not a typical country song not a t- typical pop song i just i love the modulations and uh and the string arrangements everything that happens in that one and uh so you know hope, yeah, i mean the good news is i bar- i feel like i barely scratched the surface on him what uh you know and all the all the things that um <laughs> maybe you just heard that goal happen I'm, I'm catching up on mls i'm watching chicago and the crew but anyway, I uh, just had to throw Glenn Campbell in there. Uh, first, the other one we lost this week was Barbara Cook, uh, Broadway actress in, uh, in the 1950s and beyond, uh, known for her roles uh, in Music Man, Candide, uh, Planted Fancy, uh, a true original soprano on the Broadway stage. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and use that as a segue to uh, the fact that I got to go to Broadway. Twice this week I got to go to Broadway. Um I saw uh, the the soon to be closing uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Uh, really cool. My friend Pearl Ryan was in that one. It's by one of my favorite new composers. Well, he's not new to me, I guess. Uh, Dave Malloy kind of r- writes a. a <laughs> I don't know how to describe Dave Malloy, but this is a Russian musical, and uh, it is very uh, in your face, interactive. Um, sat down and, and the show started and uh the cast members were going around kind of giving out free things they give her out these little bread dumplings and uh before i knew it uh ingrid michelson was was right next to me uh as she is in the show right now giving me a little dumpling and uh talking to me and my my friends in the row and so that was pretty cool and uh the show did not disappoint so much energy uh sadly it closes on september 3rd um but it was totally tremendous and uh put the magic in me and then the next day uh we went and saw uh i could probably say the most hyped thing i've ever experienced uh you know i mean everybody i'm sure like just me mentioning hamilton is gonna like just be like god again but um i gotta say like i i was just kind of like there is no way that like based on the hype and all the crazy things that people say about this there's no way that i'm gonna go into this and it's gonna and i'm gonna come out uh you know like enjoying it like it just is overhyped there's no way it can't be um but i was wrong i was wrong uh that freaking show is crazy dude um yeah i kind of like i can't really even articulate but um it was it was nuts and it's perfect and uh if you get the opportunity uh you know see it while it's hot because it's going to be around for a long time it really really is uh it's so important the way it's being done the way it's it's told and um it it is a true musical the hip-hop thing is 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 certainly done very very well um but uh yeah i got to do that got to do backstage uh javier munoz is, is kind of an acquaintance just just really he's 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 a bright and shining light he he just destroys the show and um and uh was really nice to talk to afterwards so uh that was pretty cool go see hamilton and then the other weird thing that we're doing this week um i'll get to more soccer junk later but i got a really good question i was hoping like i put it out on twitter you know ask me some questions because i don't know what the hell to talk about like basically because i want to avoid um all the terrible things that happened this week it's it's not a laughing matter and i uh you know i don't i don't want to avoid it in the way that uh that our president seems to want to avoid it but um i you know it's we all saw it 
uh, I would hope anybody listening to this is a decent human being, and uh, let's use this time to escape it a little bit. So in my asking for questions on Twitter, uh, my good friend from school, at JessicaTM, uh, lays this awesome one on me. And I had to do a little research. I felt like it was my, my duty to do a little research because I truly hadn't thought about this, and it seems a little crazy. The question was, if Buzz Lightyear was in denial about being a toy... Why did he still freeze when humans were around? And so, of course, I went to Reddit. And there were a lot of different... Like I was just kind of like, I had never thought about that. That's a massive... Like, I think Pixar is pretty good about like not having a lot of plot holes and stuff. But that was kind of massive to me. So it's like, maybe it's an involuntary action of being a toy. Maybe it's a part of his manufacturing. But at the same time, can you even count manufacturing in this? Because, like... There's not a toy company that's manufacturing toys that can also exist in this secondary world where they can actually exist, but secretly. Um, The other thing is, like, if he really thought he was a spaceman, somebody really brought this up, and I think this is the best answer, because he does freeze. That's the main point. Like, it's not, well, he shouldn't freeze. That doesn't matter, because he does in the story, and that's it. So, if he's a spaceman... That means he comes to another planet, and what do you do? You meet, like, some new people, which are, like, the other toys in Andy's room, like Woody and uh, Mr. Potato Head and everything, and when a human comes in, they all freeze and they and they play dead, kind of. So, like, wouldn't you do the same if you were Buzz Lightyear, like, space explorer guy? Just do as the Romans do, kind of? Um, I don't really know, though, because, like, it is so mind-blowing when Woody, like, shakes him and is like, you are a toy, you can't fly, and everything like that, because it, like, melts his little brain. Um, so that's my best explanation, I think. I think if you are Buzz Lightyear, Space Cadet, you do you do as the inhabitants of the new planet do, because when he first got there, he did, like, approach the whole thing like he was on foreign soil. So that's my answer to that one. Um... Another thing about Pixar stuff, it's really weird. Like a couple of days ago or weeks ago, I got into a big. My friend Chris got married in California a little bit ago, and I was out there. And we and he like has always dreamed of working for Pixar. And so like amongst beers, we got to talking about like he told me about some website. It was like a, a bracket website where they they come up with like random things as if like you know like um, college basketball or something, but the, but with any category. So like they did a sixteen quote team bracket um of of like pixar movies of all the pixar movies and the top four was really weird like they 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 kind of went through round by round and went two by two and like this movie is better than this movie this movie is better than this movie which i think is a dumb way to measure pixar stuff but the second thing is um like like the the final foot like the incredibles won and that really bothers me i don't think like the Incredibles is a really good movie. I enjoy the I, I enjoy the hell out of it, but like I'm like Up, right? Like Up should take spot one and two. Up is crazy to me. One time I was on a train and I was going somewhere in upstate New York, and the person next to me, who was a complete stranger, was watching Up on on their laptop with their headphones on, and like it comes to the part of the movie which is like the opening sequence of like the man meeting the woman he falls in love with and then they grow old and they like everything like that and then she dies too early and then and then the actual movie starts from the perspective of him being an old man living by himself in this house um and that's about a 10 minute sequence and i'm sitting there like peeking 
to the side, like looking at her computer, while I can't even hear the sound, I can't even hear the beautiful, perfect score that is there, and I still cried. And I think that's when I decided Up was Up was like in the tops. Um, but the original Toy Story didn't make their top four. Monsters Inc. didn't make their top four. It bothers me. The the little girl in Monsters Inc. melts me. And uh, these are all just my opinions. But that stuff is wrong, dude. I guess like. Yeah, follow up, tweet me, at BLC Official. Tell me what your top four are. Um, somebody on Facebook also put Monsters University in their top four. I just don't get that at all. If you're listing a sequel to Cars or Monsters University in your top four, you haven't seen enough Pixar movies. Like, even Brave is better than, like, either one of those. Anyway. Um, Ryan M. Brewer asked me a question. But before I get to that one, I'm just going to play his new single. It's called uh, City Streets and Tangled Webs, and it's really good. When that album comes out by Ryan Embraer, I'm going to be having that one on blast, brother. Um, ancestors. Uh, yeah, here it is. Her lips are different now, like a blind man telling how to get around this town. While you're letting out a shout, and listening to the streets echo the sound. Her feet are standing in the rain She's got a stranger's eye The cordial, cautious kind On a bar stool late at night While you're flipping on the lights Doing her best to sort through all the lies Oh, her feet are standing in the rain She's just waiting for a train
Okay, now I'm having a freak out because he, it's either, I think he changed the title of that. It might just be called City Streets, City Streets, which is better because that's more marketable. Nobody can remember the humble jumble of City Streets and Tangled Webs. Um, yeah, so maybe he's just calling it City Streets. Um, anyway, at Ryan M. Brewer, he did, uh, put a question into me. Let me find it on my freaking phone. That album's going to be good. He's been busting his ass on it for so long. Good arrangements. I always get these little previews, unmixed previews from him when he's like, check out what I did. And it's always good. Here's his question at Ryan M. Brewer. It's obvious something went down between Diego Costa and Antonio Conte at Chelsea. What's your best guess? Um, I'm going to answer that question really simply. They're probably just both dicks. You know what I mean? They're probably just both dicks. From what I heard, you know, obviously Diego Costa, goal scoring, like, like, we, like, he's just always that dude, and you hate him. He's like, uh, he's like the Joker to me. I'm a Manchester United fan. That's a little bit different. Uh, I can't look at him neutrally, really, but he's a good, good player, and he's a hard-nosed player. He probably has gotten away with more red cards in the last two, three seasons than anybody. Um, but that's what makes him good. He's a dick. A lot of players that play that way, who are dicks, succeed purely because they're dicks. They can get other players outside of the game, other players who, like, want to play in a respectable way. It doesn't apply with them. It's like, uh, like Reggie Miller, dude. Reggie Miller was amazing at it. That's why people love to, like, tear up Reggie Miller when he was having a bad night. You know, they'd chant his sister's name, Cheryl, Cheryl, which is totally sexist and immature, but I was also a Pacers fan at that time. So, like, he was amazing because he would just sit there and, like, talk to you the whole time as a different player. That's why I think Draymond Green is so effective in recent years. He's that kind of guy, too. He'll just kick you in the nuts in the in the Western Conference Final, and it takes you out of the game. you got to be prepared for that. Like, the game doesn't actually exist by the rules. It exists in the arena by which it's played. So Diego Costa's always like that, taking people down by the ankles. What I'm trying to say is... Long story short, he's just a dick. And I don't think Antonio Conte's not a dick either. This guy, like, this is a person who, like, restored his hair with hair plugs. Like, look up old pictures of Antonio when he used to be bald. Now he has this, like, weird, like, Italian supermodel. I wear a sweater around my, like, shoulders with the two sleeves loosely tied in front of my chest. Like, he, it's this weird haircut that I didn't know was fake. I'll give it to him. I didn't know it was fake, but it is. And um, from what I heard, he, like, text broke up with Diego Costa at the, in the middle of the offseason just by saying, Diego, we no longer need you at Chelsea. Have a good life. We'd be happy to help you out, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, that's not a good thing to do to your girl slash boyfriend or your significant other or your wife or anybody that you're doing business with, really. And that was kind of surprising because, like... It, I like I think Diego Costa is so good that I'm like number 1 like you had to have done something awful. And I guess that brings me back to Ryan's question like what do, like if you could fantasize something that went down like what would it be? Um and then you also have to factor in that like that like Chelsea Chelsea stomached a person like John Terry for the longest time who like had sex with the wife of a of a you know fellow player on the England team years ago like what do you have to do at Chelsea that is so bad to get your manager manager to like text break up with you after you're you're within the top five goal scorers uh of like the last two or three seasons he was a total nightmare and he was the right guy in the right place at the right time like 
what what was the thing that you couldn't put up with um I bet he like hacked his Facebook account or something and like to, you know like like you used to in college like when when your buddy like leaves their Facebook account up or like doesn't have a lock on their laptop and then you're like um oh my god like you know worst like worst poops today and like you just like post that like every hour until they catch on i bet that's what he did i bet diego costa got on antonio conte's uh thing it was just like man i just i'm having like pizza farts and i just can't and did stuff like did a bunch of like fecal jokes um i don't know man honestly i don't care i'm glad he's gone because seeing them lose to burnley three to two this year uh this week uh was really really nice I like seeing Chelsea lose, especially to tiny teams like Burnley. Makes me really, really happy. Um, but, you know, they will recover. They're going to be around. Gary Cahill, you're just the, you're just the greatest. Um, let's see what else I got on here. I had another. I think all the rest of them are about soccer. I brought up Chris earlier. Excuse me, Jeff. He had a. Uh, he went out to California. He decided he's not going to go by Chris anymore. He goes by Jeff. So his... Um, Let's put his Twitter out here, at JC underscore Chamberlain. He asked me, how much are you going to miss Anthony Martial when United sell him to Spurs? Brother, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, Anthony came on and played like a solid 15 minutes in Manchester United's demolition of uh, of West, West Ham uh, this Sunday, which I got to talk about that. Y'all, we might be seeing a glimpse of the future. And I know you're all just going to be like, like doing like jack off motions to yourselves. Like if you're not a United fan, uh, but dude, they looked good. They look good. Happy birthday today. Andrew Herrera, by the way, he's 28, just like me. Uh, they looked really, really good. They looked perfect. Uh, nothing went wrong. The first 10 minutes were a little bit weird. I thought West Ham was going to be better. Chicharito who? It was not the best showing at Old Trafford for him. It was very surprising to me. Um, but, like, even with, like, Arnautovic and Arnautovic, Arnautovic, however you say it, Arnautovic, uh, Pelo Zabaleta just could not handle, dude. He was looking He was looking a lot like Grandpa Zabaleta. Um, I, was, I was surprised by how bad West Ham was. I was shocked by how good United was. And uh, so with Anthony coming onto the field, playing 15 minutes, scoring a goal, a damn good goal, and getting a damn good assist, uh, I don't. I think if he's not gone now, he's not going to go. Uh, Jose said publicly, Jose Mourinho said publicly that he was frustrated by uh, Martial's uh, agent putting so much emphasis on getting a transfer move. And uh, if I think if we keep him by the time the window closes. I think we keep him for good. And honestly, if we sold within the league, I cannot see us selling to Tottenham. I mean, that's that's a top four contender. And the guy, if the guy is coming into his own like he looked like he was, if he's finally going to finish these chances, if he's going to find these assists like he was in the preseason and like he did um, to Pogba here, uh, I don't know if we let him go because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think I think you keep the kids together. Martial is hard to read. He does kind of have like a very laxed attitude about him um, and uh, a motionless expression most times. So you don't know if he's enjoying himself. You don't know what he wants out of his career. Uh, but I I think he just has the potential to be the next uh, Thierry or something like that. He's, he's something else. And if we could get him and Rashford 
working those wings. Um, boy, oh boy. And uh, I think he stays at United, Jeff Chris. Um, let me see here. What else we got? Riley. Riley McManus. This uh, this gentleman who uh, who is a contributor, reporter, co-host, writer for the At MLS Aces podcast. Um, he is at Riley J. McManus. That's M-C-M-A-N-U-S. Tweets about soccer. Very good at it. Um, and we go back and forth on Twitter. He asked me an MLS question, and that is... Are Portland Timbers a MLS Cup contender? Contender, yes, sir. Um, thing people forget about Portland, I think people for, you know think of the Timbers because they won the 2015 title. Uh, I think they think of them as a top dog, and a lot of times I think uh, we play the Timbers play in that uh, in that vein. But people got to remember that that I think they came in the year they won the title I think they came in with a five or six seed in the playoffs uh really low like really snuck in and that's a beautiful thing about MLS it's not like Premier League and Premier League in England you know they play two to each team two times 38 matches total and a win counts for three, draw counts for one, loss you get zero points in a standing stable and whoever's at the top at the end wins um, and the MLS just functions in a different way. There are certain teams you play three times. There are certain teams you play two times. Uh, it's a schedule that's constantly evolving as we add different teams into the league. I mean, it seems like there's always one or two expansion teams every season now. We're going to have a new team in Los Angeles. This year we had a new team in Atlanta and, and uh, Minnesota. So the league is constantly growing, but um, the format is constantly changing. But the one thing that hasn't changed is there are we do have a playoff format and I might answer this question differently if I hadn't seen the Timbers come from a low place um basically playing every game of the playoffs away from home and uh winning winning in an away match to get the title two years ago I mean that's already happened so like contenders yes champions don't know if I can say that right now because this this thing that's happening in Toronto is crazy. I mean, Toronto just frankly smashed the Timbers four to one uh, uh, this week, um, and Toronto is is smashing everybody. This whole thing with Altidore and Javinko and Michael Bradley and and countless others. I mean, I've seen watched a couple matches where Javinko didn't feature, and other people come through, and they just always manage to get you know multiple multiple goals and and have a strong defense to boot. Um, as a Timbers fan, I I miss the uh, I miss the Jorge Villafania days. I miss the Nat Borchers days. I really thought they had a strong defense, and right now I think the back line might be adjusting a little bit. They've allowed a lot of goals, but um, offensively they're sound. I mean, if if you can get a good defensive performance, you've got a chance. Valeri's amazing. Nagby's amazing. Chara's amazing. Adi's amazing. Uh, Blanco is coming through. Guzman is coming through. They're they're not to be trifled with. I say yes, contenders, champions. That would be stretching it. But uh, yeah, that's that one. Let me look through. I think I got one more. Something. Uh, Josh Katzker at Uncle Katzker. If Ramalu does something funny, is it a rom com? Uh, look, we're gonna we're gonna go really deep this season as that Belgian beast is gonna be scoring a lot of goals. Um, he got two in his debut here, looked really good in the preseason. I didn't really know what to make of it. Uh, 
I kind of underestimated Romelu Lukaku as a striker, but uh, getting two in this game against West Ham, they both look good. The first goal was was a stunner. The second one being a header. He's just bigger than most dudes. He's like, he's built like LeBron James or something. He's just a huge dude. Um, and he could just. It was so easy for him to get up and and win that header and score uh, where the where the keeper couldn't get it. Love scoring four four goals on Joe Hart. By the way, that warms warms my heart. Uh, yeah, I think you could call Romelu doing something funny a rom-com. Uh, I think if he's really killing you, you do like the Manchester United people do on social media. You say, hashtag Red Rom. Uh, me and my buddy Ryan were talking about this this past weekend, like about how <laughs> how the person at the social media office for Manchester United needs a bonus. Whoever came up with Red Rom, I, I'm a sucker for a Stephen King thing, and that is a direct reference to The Shining. Write it on the mirror and red lipstick, uh, red rom. Um, I don't know. What else do you say? Rominate instead of dominate? The weird thing is, when you're substituting rom for things, you kind of sound like Scooby-Doo with the rut-row-raggy kind of thing. So, like, I don't know. It may be tougher than I think, but as the season goes on and as I keep doing dumb podcasts, um, I'm sure I'll come up with more Romelu Lukaku puns. Forget the first name, like Lukaku. You've got to be able to do something with that. I don't know if anybody's had... Uh, a name that's more fun to say you know if we if we get a swede back uh that's gonna be a mouthful talking about romelu lukaku passes his latan ibrahimovic that would be a dream i would love that um also shouts to wayne rooney probably my favorite premier league player of all time goes back to everton where he played as a boy at the age of 15 and 16 before he went to manchester united for 13 seasons became the all-time leading goal scorer at manchester united it was time to make a change. He re-signs with Everton at age 31, and he gets a goal in his first uh, first Premier League match, and they win on that goal. It was a great header. He was in the right place at the right time. It was a beautiful run. Uh, so shouts to Wayne Rooney. I feel like there was other stuff I need to talk about. Uh, you know what? Let's play a song, a guilty pleasure song. Uh, what you know about Selena Gomez? That's right. I said it. Look, people, if I'm going to be playing music on this podcast, there's something you got to know. There's no such thing as good music and bad music. If you disagree, tweet me at BLC Official and we'll argue about it. But seriously, um, I like this song because Selena Gomez, she can sing. Uh, and you know what else? This is a minimalist song. I'm so tired of like constant four on the floor radio hits. And this is a song that's on the radio and I don't mind it. It gets stuck in my head. It's really fun. It's repetitive in the good ways. It's called Bad Liar. I'm going to come back and talk about uh, CNMLS games. All right. I was walking down the street the other day Trying to distract myself But then I see your face Oh wait, that's someone else oh, Trying to play a coy Trying to make it disappear But just like the Battle of Troy There's nothing subtle here uh-uh. In my room there's a king-size space Bigger than it used to be If you want you can rent that place Call me an amenity uh-uh. Even if it's in my dreams uh-uh. Fraction of my mind. Oh, ooh, every time I watch you serpentine. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying not to think about you. No, 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 not to think. 
guess I'm a bad liar. I see how your tension builds. It's like looking in a mirror. You're touched like a happy pill. But still, all we do is fear. What could possibly happen next? Can we focus on the love? Paint my kiss across your chest. If you're the eye, I'll be the brush. Ooh, you're taking the perfection of my mind. Oh, every time I watch you serpentine. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, trying, I'm trying. trying to tell you about um what what this weekend was like watching um not this weekend but last weekend i realized it's been such a long time my buddy ryan was in town for like 10 days and we did back-to-back mls games uh the first of which being philadelphia union uh in chester um wait a minute chester uh chester pennsylvania which is not a banging part of town by the way Watch your freaking back when you're in Chester. Nice, uh, nice enough stadium, but uh, a little bit scary down there sometimes. Call an Uber. Anyway, um, we went down to Chester, saw him play FC Dallas. I was so excited to watch FC Dallas, and they did not show up. They did not show up. They got banged by the union, the struggling union, and um, I think it was three to nothing, three to one. Um, and and the weird thing about that was I was in the stadium for the first ever video replay. Uh, decision like the the goal got overturned the former timber maxi arudi scored on a goal and i i'm still not even clear what happened because i was at one end behind one goal and it happened at the opposite end but the uh you know i guess the referee comes up and he does a little boom 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 he does like a makes a square like makes the shape of a television with his fingers and then goes and looks at it and you know what i guess it's cool dude i guess it's cool um new thing i was just worried they were gonna nfl it you know i was like if this starts taking like five minutes to look at a replay and then we just add that on for stoppage time you're killing soccer you're taking a wooden stick and you're driving it into soccer's heart um but that didn't happen it was pretty good it was quick and i guess it was effective uh we saw it on replay later that night and uh, everybody said it was cool. I also don't remember that because I had one or two or five beers at the game because that's what you do. 
you go to Philadelphia, you realize you're not in Philadelphia anymore when you get to the soccer stadium, and you drink all the beers, guys. That's what you do over there. Um, join or die, like they say. That's the union phrase. The next day, we went to uh, NYCFC and uh, New York Red Bulls, and that was a treat. That was a treat, my friends. And the Yankee, let me just say this. Yankee Stadium, that is not a legal playing pitch size. The like it looks like it looks like the space in between the three point line and the out of bounds line in the NBA on the edge of the eighteen box eighteen yard box. Somebody told me uh that the the press isn't allowed to come in there and like measure it, which seems just so absurd and trumpy to me. Um you know, I just think it should be a certain size. It's kinda weird. And like I've kinda noticed that like there's a lot of goals scored at Yankee whenever I go there. I've seen like I don't know, maybe every game I've gone to, I think, has amounted in at least three to four goals. Um, this one finished 3-2 to two, uh, NYCFC with David Villa uh, using people like they're an application on his phone. Uh, it was pretty tremendous. Uh, he got bopped in the face, won a penalty, but but that dude has just still got it, and they're crazy about him. Um, they said it was a sellout. I don't really get that because last I checked, when you sell out the stadium, that's you got to fill all the seats and they're like it's a sellout crowd and i was like there's like the whole upper deck we're in a baseball like a big baseball stadium like i guess maybe you were like it's a sellout and we're not selling these seats like all the seats they were selling but that didn't count to me so nyc nycfc i'm mad at you um but it was a good game could have gone either way i didn't get super drunk there um i gotta say new york fans are are really fun it's like always a mix when you go to that derby i think this is my third one now going to the derby uh the hudson river derby between the red bulls and nyc fc they gotta find another they gotta find a better name just call them the blues the new york blues or something like that um it's just too much to spit out nyc fc it's almost as hard as latin ibrahimovic or ramalu lukaku um but it was good. You know, we had Red Bulls fans behind us. We had we had New York fans all around us. Uh, people doing gross stuff like eating eating nachos out of an overturned Yankees ball cap and just like destroying their lives dietarily. Um, it was a lot of fun. And the beer selection is good there. They got uh, they got people walking around selling Goose IPA, and that's pretty good. Um, and they didn't var anything at that one. It was just the David Villa show. It was really uh, and I guess Bradley Wright Phillips got too also, but. Honestly, I thought it was New York City's uh, day as opposed to being the Red Bulls. Um, I think they've won the last two. So that was fun. I guess that's the last thing I've got to tell you. Um, What can I do to commemorate VAR, Video Automated Replay? Uh, How about the Ben Folds Folds cover of Video Killed the Radio Star? Which, little trivia, this song was the first video ever on MTV. Isn't that weird? That's like... Uh, like a prophecy of how crappy that TV station was going to become in the future. Anyway, I'll leave you with that one because it jams. And uh, and there are probably still some people mad at me for playing uh, Selena Gomez. So you're welcome. This is this is a music connoisseur's song for you. I hope this podcast wasn't too long. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the world doesn't get you down. I hope the United States gets to be in better shape pretty soon. I hope you have a good night. It's 8.03 in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Later.